1: What
2: kind of a God is it that promises with every temptation, He'll empower us to take away What kind of a God is that? That's exactly right. Do you know that if that promise isn't there? Satan could give any kind of temptation he wanted, and we'd fail every single time. But God says, No, I won't allow it to happen. That is so reassuring to me and to you.
0: When you think about that, that's the grace and the love of God. You know, this life can be really hard at times. We want to live life God's way, but there's so much junk swirling around us, it can be difficult to remain pure in heart and mind. Thankfully for us, we serve a God who has given us the power through His Holy Spirit to successfully navigate this life. And as Pastor Mark will be reminding us, we serve a forgiving father who is always ready to pick us back up when we fall. And if we aren't currently walking with him, he's waiting for us to turn back to him. His grace is always there, ready to be lavished on us at all times. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark with part three of his message, time with God, our Father.
1: Lord, let us hear
2: your
1: lessons
2: we don't know all the hurts and all that other stuff. We're not interested in it. But they're looking for a godly spouse to lead them. And I know, God, that nothing is impossible with you. So would you just put hope in their hearts this morning? That as they remain pure and they do it your way, you will bring into their life that godly spouse. God, you want to do that for them. May they believe that in their heart and mix it with faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, don't sit down yet. I want you to look around. No, no, stand up, look around. Just look around. Take your phone out. Take a picture if you need to. Just look around. The hormones are flying right now, baby. Amen. You made me see it. Thank you. So give my a hand. Would you give him a hand this morning? Exactly. Yeah. Why did I do that? Because God is a. Exactly. Amen. You say, Pastor Mark, come on. No, I believe that from the bottom of my heart. He cares about every aspect. Of our life, every aspect of our life. Now, notice what it says here Give us each day. What does Jesus mean by that? It means that I need God every day in my life. I don't just need Him on Wednesday, or if we got a big issue on Friday, I need God every day. You see, if I'm not practicing this praying for my daily needs, then I'm missing out in the communication. Are you in a current relationship with God in the mornings? Do you have a time? Party your quiet time is prayer, speaking and listening to God. Remember I told you last week about a little app called Day One. It's just a free app. You can get it put it on your smartphones, tablet, whatever. And get in that place where you're absolutely obeying. Give us today. I'm praying to you, God. Actually, all of these things that you're going to see needs are to be done on a daily basis. Because that's what life is. It's short. It's today. We live today. You can plan for tomorrow, but you can't live tomorrow. Because actually tomorrow turns into today. So enjoy today. Live today. Not by yourself, but in communication with God. Now look at verse 4. Go back to verse 4, same chapter. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Let me ask you a question. I don't want you to answer it out loud. I want you to answer it to yourself. Have you sinned this week? Well, Pastor Mark, not really. Uh, ever since I became a Christian, I don't sin anymore. <laughs> really? <laughs> You just did. (laughs) You see, there used to be people in some churches, and I don't want to hear it much anymore, they called it perfected sanctification. They came to a place that you never sin. I never met one of them, to be honest with you, because there aren't none. There's only some one person that never sinned. His name is Jesus Christ. That's why he went to the cross for you. You say, well, Pastor Mark... What are you saying? We all sin? Yeah, we all sin all the time. You say, well, prove it. Okay. 1 John 1.8. 1 John 1.8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. See, when we studied that book of 1 John, we learned something. No one ever becomes sinless. No one. You can't mature until you're sinless. But we learn this. As I walk with God and mature with God, watch me now, I learn to sin less. You God, less you go. Sin less. Never sinless. Sin less. So there should be a maturity in you. But because we don't, we're to ask forgiveness. We're to go to God and say, I need your forgiveness. Now, here's what Jesus says. Look at it. Pray for forgiveness. How often? Daily. In fact, quite often more than daily. We do sin more than we think we do. Jesus said we need to be asking God for his forgiveness daily. Here's why we don't think we sin that often. Because there's two kinds of sin, basically. The sin that we think about most is called the sin of commission. It means doing what we know is wrong. We just do it anyway sins of thought, sins of action, secret sins, public sins. It's something we know is wrong. We get angry at home and we just shout of anger and we know we're not supposed to be angry at people. Maybe once in a while you lose it and whatever. Or you say a lie because you didn't want to embarrass the person with you. You just said a lie. And, oh, it's only a little while. lie. No, it's sin. You say it. You simply say it. So that's a sin of commission. I absolutely do what I know is wrong. Now we sin in that, all of us. But here's the one that we really have trouble with. It's called the sin of omission. It's not doing what we know is right. Let me read it to you from James 4.17. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. We learned that from the Good Samaritan. Remember what Jesus said? I'm to love God with all my heart, mind, mind, body, soul, spirit, and I'm to love my neighbor... As I love myself. Just stop and ask yourself. Your neighbors, anyone that has a need. Work, neighborhood, school, playground. Anybody here perfectly love your neighbors. Those people this week. Not a one. See, but we don't think about that. We just think about the bad things that we did. But these are the good things that we're supposed to do. But we never do them. Understand the difference. And so that's why we have to ask forgiveness. And when we do... What kind of promise do we get from God? Here's the promise. If I confess my sins, He's faithful and just to forgive my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. How many times? Every single time. That's why we have a Father that is a good, good Father. Think about that. Now, Jesus doesn't stop there. I am to ask forgiveness for my sins. But here comes the difficult part. Watch it. I use that out of the book of Matthew because I like the way it reads in the New Living Translation. Look on the overhead. And forgive us our sins just as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. Jesus says, pray and forgive others daily. You see, in order to ask and receive forgiveness for me, I have to be ready to give forgiveness to others. That's hard. You see, we're humans. We hurt each other. They hurt us. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's unintentional. At work, at school, families, church. Since we do sin and hurt others, I have to learn to forgive them. And we do it daily because of the disaster of unforgiveness that stays in our life. Let me read to you Hebrews 12. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. You see, when I refuse to forgive someone, I'm the one that suffers. My fellowship with God is broken. And that that unforgiveness turns into bitterness and anger and wrath and slander, and hate, and malice. It comes from a hurtful situation, a disappointment. And it grows, and it grows, and it grows deep. Every one of us struggle with that. You can't go through life without being hurt. We hurt each other. So what do I do with that hurt? I have to forgive. Now, that doesn't mean people misunderstand Scripture, That doesn't mean when I forgive, I agree with what they did. Of course not. If you're a spouse this morning, a woman, basically, mostly, and your husband beats you repeatedly. You say, well, the Christian thing for me to do is forgive him and stay in the marriage. It is not the Christian thing to do to stay in the marriage. God never designed you to be a beating bag. Come on. That's ridiculous. I have to forgive, but if it's repeated and ongoing, get out of the house to save yourself. We have plenty of police to come to our church. We'll help you. (laughs) Here's another one. You go in business with somebody. You go into business with somebody, your co-owners. He steals half the money and leaves with nothing but the bills for you. Do I have to forgive that person? Yes. Would I go in business with them again? Are you crazy? (laughs) Of course not. So forgiveness and approving it is very different. Now when Jesus says, "Forgive others that have hurt you," for some of you this morning, listen, at least one name came to many of your hearts. That's the person that you haven't forgiven. That's God saying, "If you want to be in relationship with me healthy, you have to offer it to them." He said, "Well, I don't want to do that. He doesn't ask you if you want to do it. He says, "You must do it." With unforgiveness, here's what happens. We drink a can of poison and think the other person's going to die. It's you that are dying. Now, the solution is this principle. Here's how we do it. Paul writes in Ephesians, Get rid of all bitterness. All is the key word. Rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all kinds of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted. Watch it forgiving one another. Well, Pastor Mark, why should I? Well, number one, it's commanded and the role model is because God has forgiven you of every sin. See, you and I put Jesus on the cross. It was our sin. He didn't do anything to us. We did everything to him. So I forgive others because God forgives me and continues to forgive me. He said, well, Pastor Mike, don't, I don't have the ability to do that. Sometimes we don't. That's where the power of God comes in. Look at this. We are able to forgive because God gives us the power to forgive. God never asks you and I to do something without empowering us to do it. So when we sing this amazing song this morning at the end, you make a deal with God. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to go and get that situation corrected. You know, when we get near the holidays, a lot of that stuff is their families. And don't invite them over and thank them. And we laugh, but it's hurtful. It's hurtful. It's hurtful. So let's get it right. Get yourself spiritually healthy. This is in the Lord's Prayer daily. We all have trouble with this, myself included. I can think of many times that I didn't want to forgive. But I learned, if I'm going to be healthy, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and have a good relationship with God, I have no choice. And he empowers me to do it every single time. When you think about that, is that a good father that tells you to do this? Yes, it is. Because who does he really care about? You. He knows you're not healthy. He knows it's a deep root. He'll just dig it out with a minor surgery. Laparoscopy, boom, right there. Comes right out. And he'll heal you from the inside out. Now we come to the last one. And lead us not into temptation. That's a strange one. Because for those of you that are Christians and have been a Christian a long time, that's unbiblical. What does that really mean? Let me tell you why. Lead us into temptation does not mean that God tempts us to sin. That's... God, I'm praying you, don't tempt me to sin. That's not what it means at all. Here, look what James writes. Watch this. When tempted, let's just stop there. When tempted. How many of you know you can never get away from temptation? Yeah. You say, well, there's got to be some point in my life I can get away from. No, long as Satan's here, you will never get away from temptation. As long as you have the old sin nature, you in heaven there is no temptation. You know why? Because your heart is perfectly clean and there's no sin. Till then, we're tempted all over the place. Okay? How many are tempted this morning not to gain one ounce between now and January 1st? Yeah, forget it. Okay, For God forgive them right now because it ain't going to happen. So, when tempted. Listen, temptation is not a sin. Jesus was tempted. So I can't go, God, remove all temptation from my life. People say this, well, those guys that lived in the old days and they went to those like a a mosque or that place way high. There's nobody else around. They went over there and they lived alone. They didn't speak to anybody else. They were there by themselves. They were holy people. They had no temptations. Are you kidding me? The temptation's right here. It's not seeing things all the time. It's in our crazy mind. So when tempted, the only thing that's a sin is giving in. To the temptation. So here it is: When tempted, no one should say, "God has tempted me." God doesn't do that. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does He tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own sinful nature, evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. So understand what is Jesus really saying. Here it is: God. When temptation happens, and it does every day in our life, I am asking for your protection. Help me. Help me not to give in to it. See, he will provide an ability to you to get through it. Since I can't avoid it, my prayer is, God, don't let me think that I'm self-sufficient. God, I don't need to pray about temptation. I can handle it. It's not a problem. No, you can't, and I can't either. I need God's help. God, you know my strength. You know my weaknesses. So help me not to be tempted to the place where I'm so weak I'll give in. Don't allow me to be overwhelmed by Satan's temptations. That's what it means. Now, I want to read to you an amazing promise from God. It's 1 Corinthians 10. You can write it down. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13. Let me read it to you. Watch how good God is with this. This is how he fulfills this prayer. If you think you are standing strong... Be careful not to fall. In other words, you say, Professor Mark, I'm a strong Christian. I don't have trouble with temptation. The verse starts right off Be careful, because you're going to fall. Your, your pride, after pride comes to fall, you're going to fall. I, I'm beyond temptation. You're getting ready to fall. And he says, this, The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. See, sometimes Satan says to you, You know, nobody is tempted and tested like you, you're really special. There isn't anybody in this room special. Temptations are similar to all of us, all through life. And it says, the temptations in your life are no different from what other experience. And listen to this, and God is faithful. Listen, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. That's amazing. That's amazing. that's why I have to pray. Now, what do I pray when I pray is, show me the road out of here. Show me the road out of here. See, the old days, some of you older people, you remember people with pornography or whatever we didn't call it, we just call them magazines or whatever, you know, and you had to go into a store, put a brown bag on it or whatever, and you took it out. Today, where's the temptation come from today? Hey, you're looking at the news, and there's something right over there. Oh, Sports Illustrated. whoa, Sports Illustrated, that ain't Sports Illustrated. So it's in front of us constantly, our kids as well. So what is the way out? Well, it's different. Sometimes just turn it off. You're at the beach. If you're staring for three to five seconds, you can't help that. You can't go on the beach like this. But if you're staring for a half hour, you're in trouble. One day, Joseph, Old Testament, buff guy, about 18 and 19, he, his boss's wife, Potiphar's wife, she'd been to Victoria's Secret. She put this new little thing on. And she sits on this is a true story. The Bible is very true. She sits on the bed and says, mm-hmm. come sleep with me. You know what his way out was? I'm out of here. Sometimes you have to run. We've all been in a place where we should have ran. And it didn't turn out well, did it? Careful. Careful. Now, what kind of a God is it that promises with every temptation, he'll empower us to take away? What kind of a God is that? That's exactly right. Do you know that if that promise isn't there, Satan could give any kind of temptation he wanted, and we'd fail every single time. But God says, no, I won't allow it to happen. That is so reassuring to me and to you. When you think about that, that's the grace and the love of God. What do you need from God today? He has a purpose for you. It's the will of God. He has provision for you. It's whatever you need to do life right. He has pardon and forgiveness for you. You need to be forgiven. He loves to forgive. You need to forgive somebody else. He'll empower you to do that. You need protection with the temptations of life. He's got your back. He's there. God loves to give good gifts to his children, but everything starts by acknowledging who he is, his character, his authority. I want to ask one question, then we're going to sing a song. Look at me, don't move. Is God your heavenly father? Many of you can't answer Say, I believe in God. I didn't ask that. See, to be your heavenly father, I want you to see this verse. This verse is so powerful. Jesus said it. But to all who believed him, Jesus, believed him enough to follow him, and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. You can leave this building with God as your good, good heavenly father. But you have to take a step. You have to repent. You have to believe. You have to receive
0: him. It's so awesome to contemplate how much God does love us. His care for us in our lives is sometimes mind-boggling. As Pastor Mark has been fond of saying, God is our good, good Father. Although it's sometimes hard to separate the disappointments we may have had from our human fathers, we need to understand that God is the ultimate, perfect Father.
1: Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu.
0: Next time we'll continue in the Book of Luke where Pastor Mark will tackle a difficult subject. Learning to trust God when His answer to our prayer is not what we expect it to be. These disappointments can hinder our spiritual growth, or they can be used to help us understand God and ourselves better. We do want to be better vessels for Him, right? You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurry